0: Welcome to a God Shift Podcast, where we move you from disruption and delay into a greater destiny, expectancy, and possibility. I'm your host, Shana Rattler, and I'm a minister, author, and sought-after speaker. Join myself and other leaders who unapologetically share their story of when their life collided with God's purpose and put them on the path that was designed for them. You will learn how to bounce back from setbacks, disappointments, and uncertainty, and unlock the door to confidence move into your next chapter. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of A God Shift. I am your host, Shana Rattler. I am so thrilled that you are here today. But before we get into what I believe is going to be another amazing conversation, I would love if you would do me a favor. Wherever it is that you are listening to this episode, I want you to take a screenshot with that screenshot, do two things. Number one, post it on your social media and tag us here at a Godship. And then I just wanna hear your biggest aha moment or your biggest takeaway from this episode because the more times these episodes are shared, the more people that hear them. And I don't do that for number's sake. I do it because my mission for everything that I do is to make sure that people recognize that whatever it is that they're going through, that there is hope on the other side of that and that there is God in the middle of that. And so the more times that this gets shared, the more chances that we have to help people out in that way. All right, I'm going to read my guest's bio, and then we're going to get started with the conversation. My guest today, a native of Memphis, Tennessee, which I lived in Memphis for 17 years before I moved to Dallas, has lived in Texas since 1994, where he and his wife, Carol, raised three daughters, including identical twins with severe intellectual disabilities and autism. With undergrad and graduate degrees from the University of Memphis, he managed two full-time careers for almost 20 years, one in the consumer packaged goods industry to pay for the bills and another as a volunteer advocate for people with disabilities. I can't wait to hear more about this. We have so much in common that I'm going to share right after this. But I want us to welcome to the show Clay Boatwright.
1: Thank you, Shane I appreciate it. I have already taken my screenshot that I'm going to convey later, so thank you.
0: Awesome. So we have um, a lot in common. I lived in Memphis for 17 years, and now I live in Texas. Okay. So you kind of started in Memphis, and, and now you're in Texas.
1: Well, I you're, in da- you're in Dallas as well?
0: I live in Dallas, yes, sir. I, well, I, I live in a,
1: I live in a little town called Frisco.
0: Okay. Well, I'm in Allen, so not too okay. far from you. Yeah. And um, I grew up in the house with an aunt who was Down syndrome and schizophrenic. So also had, you know, uh, early exposure to individuals with some severe disabilities. So we Mm -hmm. have a lot in common. So I really want to um, get into this conversation, Clay. But before we do, I just want to kind of set the stage a little bit for this concept of a God shift. My definition of a God shift is the moment of disruption in your life collides with God's purpose but then that moves us into greater possibility because I think that God is very intentional about what he uses to get our attention. what's going to get your attention is not going to get mine and vice versa. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. once he has our attention, what does he do with that? hopefully he's able to then invite us into the life that is that he really has planned for us that he may not be able to do otherwise if he didn't shake our lives up in order to get our attention. so I would love if you could share, a time with us, Clay, that you've actually had to overcome some form of disruption in order to get to where you are today. I didn't spoil it all in the bio.
1: No, but I, I'm sitting here uh, very impressed that you you apparently know my my whole life story within uh, within 30 seconds. That's very impressive. <laughs> no, I um, thank you for the opportunity to to share it. So um, I have two major testimonies uh, from my life, and the the first one is the one which I think is most uh, pertinent uh, for for our conversation. So. As you mentioned, my wife, uh, my late wife and I had uh, three daughters, a traditional, um, well, she's now 26-year-old who's uh, expecting my first grandchild. And she has 23-year-old identical twin sisters who have severe disabilities. Mm. So the twins were born in 2000. Uh, they were diagnosed in 2002 at the 24-month well-baby visit. So we had no idea up until that point, other than they were developing slowly. We had no idea that they had disabilities. And then as time went on, Um, and the gap between them and traditional kids grew, it it got significantly more more profound. Well, in about 2004, I remember it was a Friday night, and uh, Paige and me and my twins were were having meltdowns, very emotional meltdowns. Blair, their big sister, uh, she was upset because just everything going on. Uh, Carol, my late wife, uh, didn't get upset. She would get mad. So she was pretty upset or mad at, at everything. So I did what any good... Father leader would do. I went to bed.
0: I'm Carol <laughs> like, handle that Carol
1: exactly. And I'm like, you know what? They're safe. It'll be fine. <laughs> and everyone will eventually cry themselves to sleep. It'll be okay. So I'm laying in bed, and I'll be candid with you. I was I was mad at God. I really was. And I'm laying there. And I said, uh, God, why did you do this to Paige and Mia? Mm-hmm. Why did you create them or allow them to develop? The disabilities this severe, and and their disabilities are very, very severe. And to be blunt, God, why did you do this to me? Yeah. More importantly. <laughs> yeah, well, you know that sounds selfish, but it's real. You know. Yeah. And uh, so that's what that was the question on my mind was God, why did you do this? And um, I was mad at him. He he can handle it. <laughs> yeah. He can handle us being mad at him.
0: He sure can. So,
1: yeah. So I uh, fell asleep asking that question. And um, I don't usually go to sleep mad, but the few times that it does, it's almost like the emotions marinate overnight and I, I'll wake up even madder the next morning. Mm. But that, sa- that Saturday morning, though, was totally different. That Saturday morning, I woke up excited, full of life. There was like fresh wind blowing through my lungs. I sat straight up, ready to take on the world. And the very first words that entered my mind were to help people like Paige and Mia which I immediately interpreted as to help people with severe disabilities like they had. Yeah. So I look back at that time in my life, and I was I was working in the consumer packaged goods industry, trying to get the, the whole career going, raising the family, and so on. Given my priorities and mindset at the time, there is no way I could have cooked that up on my own. As sure as you and I are on this podcast right now, there is zero doubt in my mind. I fell asleep asking God a question. And he sent the Holy Spirit and answered it. Wow. Okay. So talk about a God shift, yeah, a a shifting perspective. Well, two great things happened at that moment. Number one was it happened. Number two was I had the wherewithal to realize it. So important. Exactly. Because how often do does God kind of present things to us or or say to us, either uh, articulate or in a subtle way that we just kind of miss. Yeah. So I sat there. And I thought, OK, well, something has to be done. <laughs> Action must be taken. So I uh, got up and I did what millions of people do every day when they have a question that needs to be answered. I Googled it. So Google I went to, knows everything, right? It does. It does. Surely Google can chart my life path for me. Let's go find out. So I uh, went to the family computer and sat down at the, at the keyboard and I. Uh, Typed four words. Now, I'm going to use the vernacular at the time. So the diagnosis and the the official lingo has changed um, over time. So for, for people who are familiar with developmental disabilities, this is a sensitive issue. The vernacular at the time, which was their original diagnosis, I typed four words. Mental retardation, Dallas, help. Okay. It's since become intellectual disabilities. But at that time, mental retardation, Dallas, help. Enter. Up came a website for an organization I had never heard of before called the Ark of Dallas. Yeah. I went on the, their website, looked at it, and said, hmm, this looks like an organization that helps people like Paige and Mia. On Monday morning, I reached out to them. Within two weeks, I was on their board of directors. I then became their next board president. And during that time, I'm meeting other people. I'm meeting other families, learning the issues families face. I then got onto the board of directors of the state organization down in Austin, the Ark of Texas, so I started meeting legislators. I started going to Austin and testifying at the state capitol and meeting the senior administrators at Health and Human Services and understanding how the system worked. Mm. As I'm doing these things, I'm, again, still meeting families, and I'm able to share what I'm learning through my process with other families, as well as help guide, hopefully change in our and advocate within changes within our, our support system. A um, few years after that, um, President Obama appointed me to a presidential advisory committee in Washington, for two years, um, all of this became the focus of my life i you You mentioned that for twenty years, I had two careers. Uh, I'm blessed to know thousands of people okay ninety five percent of them have no idea what I do for a living. Wow, none. but everybody knows what I do for free, yeah, because that's where my life purpose came from, and it all originated from me being mad at God on a Friday night, yeah. But it
0: just further proves what I say all the time. Things mm. don't happen to us. They happen for us. And oftentimes they happen for other people. And not only did you be proactive enough to get access to the knowledge and the resources that you needed to be a better father to your daughters, but you then went on to say, I'm going to take that a step further and I'm going to do everything that I can to educate and empower people who find themselves in a similar situation. And what I love about that is that disruption in our lives, if we learn how to respond appropriately, is designed to be a tool, not keep us stuck. But you said something was so key is that you realized it. So many of us, and I believe that church doesn't necessarily do a great job of helping us to be able to understand why things happen in our lives. And I also don't think it does a very great job of teaching us how to respond when something does happen. So much of the emphasis is put on the capabilities of God. And I'm grateful that he's more powerful and capable than I will ever be. But I think it puts us in a position where we can sometimes undercompensate for what our role is in his will for our lives. And so I love that you're like, "Listen, I realized it and Monday I got the information and by Tuesday I was on the board and by Wednesday I was running the world in this direction of kind of fixing this not fixing this problem but shedding more light and resources and education for people that might have found themselves in a situation like you did."
1: No, and I appreciate you saying that. So, I um I feel blessed in that. I got direction uh from God on what my life was supposed to be about. And then I was able to follow through and fulfill it. That's yeah. not unique to me. And what, you, I, what I'm hearing you say is, and it, this is true, it's it's not unique to certain people. It's a, something that is embedded in all of us. I think what we need to remember is, as we learn in the Psalms, God created each and every one of us, consciously thought about how he was going to create you, how he's going to create me. And he implanted this in our mama's womb, and he knew the path we were going to follow. In the process of him doing that, he was embedding in us unique skills and talents. Yes, your skills and talents are different than mine. Okay? Correct, and he designed it that way. He designed those skills and talents for a purpose, and that purpose, I believe, is largely to help serve each other, to serve the other people that he has created. Mm-hmm. My my favorite Bible verse. It's a. It's kind of innocuous. A lot of people don't know it. It's First Peter four ten. Okay, First Peter four ten. It's one of those verses that if everybody just did this, just do this. Life would be great. So 1 Peter 4.10 goes, each one yeah. should use the talents that he or she have been given to serve others, Yeah, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. So think about that. Each one, so that's all of us, should use the talents that he or she had been given. Got it. God gave them to us. For what purpose? To serve others. Yeah. That's easy enough. Why? To administer God's grace. So bringing God to everyone through us, through the talents he gave us, administering God's grace in its various forms. That's like a really big
0: deal. It's a big deal. And it's such a huge revelation. Yeah. But mm-hmm. not only is it that scripture may be one that most people are not as familiar with, but I'm also curious if you think that most people, if they did know that scripture, if they would be willing to apply it to overcoming adversity, like, oh, I should look at my, my gifts and my skills and my talents and abilities. I call them stags skills talents abilities and gifts should you know, you know do you have nice. do you think that they they would directly draw the correlation because we have a lot of bible verses in our tool belt and we pick them out at just the right time because they apply to our situation how often do you think someone would take a scripture like that or even if they didn't hear the scripture but they were clear on the skills and 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 gifts and abilities or whatever that god had given them how often do you think it's their knee jerk reaction to fall back on those skills when they're facing tough
1: times. Well, I think there's a couple of uh, challenges in there. Uh, one is you ever notice how everybody thinks great things on Sunday, but then come Monday, it uh, they, it's almost like they forgot
0: <laughs> we
1: <can have> <laughs> they learned the day before. So, um, so there's I think multiple layers there. Number one is feeling comfortable and learning what your skills and talents are, um, mm-hmm. and so that's one. And I think a bigger challenge that a lot of us have, and I'm guilty of this as well, is we want to use our skilling talents for what we define as being beneficial for us and not necessarily doing them in response to what God is asking us to. Mm-hmm. Those are two different things. Um, the first one doesn't make us a bad person, but it, it's that natural human, you know, it's all about me. Uh, Rick Warren's you know book, Purpose Driven Life, very first sentence in the book, it's not all about you. And I think we need to remind ourselves that it's not all about us. Yeah, and I think that's where we we run into challenges on that. Um, something that I, I was talking to someone uh, a couple of months ago, and I made a comment just off the cuff, and he he it caught his attention. He, he asked me to explain it. I made the comment that uh, I've been blessed with some very unique challenges, and he, he said, "Blessed with challenges." Really. It almost
0: felt oxymoronic to him. It blessed does. and challenges together. Yeah. So <laughs> exactly.
1: Well, and and I think what happens, and this is natural, when we hear hear the word blessing, we think good stuff. You know, so nice home, great family, fun vacation, you know, lots of money, whatever. It's all good stuff. Well, a blessing is anything God's involved in, okay? Yes. Well, God. Whether
0: it appears good or bad on the outside.
1: Exactly. And a, a phrase that I use quite often is, God is smarter than we are, and we need to get over it. Okay. And a lot of times God will either directly cause or allow something to play out. So he will choose not to interfere because he knows what the outcome is going to be. He will let something play out that we don't like. Okay. That we would not call it a blessing. It would be, I'll use my own example. My children having their disabilities. I would not have chosen that in a million years. Right. God could have intervened. He chose not to. He chose not to because as I discovered on a Friday night when I was pissed off at him yeah, that that had happened so that um, I and my family could help other families uh, similar to ours and for people with disabilities. So, um, so I think that's, that's a, 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 something we need to recognize is there are challenges that we'll have and things that we don't like, and we're mad about it. That's okay. It's because okay. because It's part of God's plan and God's plan. It takes supreme to what we want. And when we, and, if we take time and the whole concept of faith, put our faith in God, let it play out. It will play out well in the end. It It just may not be the way we want it to be right now.
0: Yeah. Well, Clay, we're going to pause and take a quick break. And when we come back, we're actually going to share some tips and advice in exactly how the listeners can begin to bring all these things together in their own lives. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by the free guide, When God Says Shift. Inside, you'll discover the four shifts required to reveal God's plan to ditch disruption or delay and get his blessings faster. Head to GodSaysShift.com to access it now. All right. So, Clay, what would you say to the person that is listening to this and says, I realize that I have not been responding very well to the things that God allows to happen in my life. And I actually want to shift my life in a more positive direction in spite of what it is that I have experienced. What advice would you give them or what would be a tip that you could share with them that they could begin to implement right now?
1: I think one of the most important things uh, we can do and I, the, the, the specifics, the, 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 the verse itself, I, I can quote it, but I can't tell you the, uh, the, uh, the, the book and number off the top of my head, but we all have heard it. Be still yes. and know that I am God. Um, I think there's so much to be said for finding a place where it's quiet and we can clear our mind and, you know, when we pray to God, it we don't have to be formal about it. we don't have to get on our needs and you know do our do our hands and so just yeah. clear your mind and and ask God, God, what do you want from me um we don't need to explain our problems to him he he knows that all right he's got so it he's got <laughs> it yeah, it's like he, so n- never in the history of the universe has god ever as something happened and God said, "Wow, didn't see that coming." You know, that has never happened. But just um, clear our minds and and pray and say, God, um, I can't handle this on my own. I need your help. I need your guidance. And just be still and listen to how he he directs our emotions and how does he move our mind. Yeah. Um, it may be something profound. Uh, it may be something incredibly subtle. But the key is being open to listening to that. Um, I think that's a great way to start.
0: You know, what I love about what you're saying, Clay, is I've often said you can't follow instructions that you can't first hear. And Mm -hmm. sometimes we have so much noise in our lives that there's no way that we can hear the instructions. And I said at the top of the show that the reason why God uses disruption to get our attention is because it's an invitation into the life that he has planned for us. But if we don't take the time to say, okay, Lord, well, what is it that you want me to see from this? What is it that you want me to learn from this? Is there something that I need to do? Is there somewhere different you need me next? If there's so much clutter in your life, literally and figuratively, it's going to be, it's going to be more difficult for you to be able to hear those instructions. And without those instructions, you don't necessarily know if you're going to be on the right path to get on the other side of it in the, in the, in the best way.
1: You're exactly right. We need to be able to hear the instructions, and I think a lot of times we we are our own worst enemy in hearing those instructions because this is communication one-on-one. It is impossible to be talking and listening at the same time. Correct. And I think a lot of us, again, guilty as charged. A lot of us we're so busy telling God we're either telling him why we're mad or telling him what we want. He is not our celestial bellhop. Okay, but um, he does not work for us. He ain't on our payroll. Right. Um, But we're busy telling him what we want and what's aggravating and so on. Stop. Just stop. And that's when you're going to listen, because it's going to be very difficult. As you were just explaining, it's very difficult to impossible to hear those directions. If you just if you don't stop talking and if just let stop. him talk, for let him talk.
0: Yeah. And certain environments are more stimulating or more relaxing and and open yourself up to be able to listen than others like some people need complete silence other people they're you know better in in nature you know open the Mm -hmm. doors let me hear the birds chirp let me go down by the the lake and listen to the water or ocean if you're fortunate enough to live you know near, near that and so stillness and quietness doesn't have to mean you know no noise at all you have to pick what is good for you like i if i really need to be able to pay attention I can't have noise. I can't have music. I can't have noise. It has to be dead silent or else I, before you know it, I'm singing the song and I'm doing all kinds of things and (laughs) thinking about everything else, but you have to find what your definition of stillness, um, Mm -hmm. you know, is that, that works for you. So Clay, before we begin to wrap up and before we tell our listeners where they can find you and follow you, do you have any final words for the audience?
1: Sure. Um, the one thing i want everyone to to understand is that no matter what challenge you're going through no matter what challenges we're going through we all have challenges and experiences however baggage and drama are optional okay it's all in how we choose to look at it and happiness is a choice so that's that's the probably the become an underlying theme of what i try to share with people is we all have experiences and challenges but baggage and drama are optional. Yes. Happiness is a choice. And you can get to that happiness, as you and I were just discussing. Talk to God, clear your head, get in a silent spot. That's a great place to start. That's a great place to start a journey. And you may not know what the destination is going to be, but the trip is going to be great.
0: Yeah. It, getting there is going to be great. You may not agree with that when you're going through it while you're on the trip. But when you get to the destination and look back, you'll realize how great it was. Sometimes I don't think we realize that until we're on the other side of it.
1: Absolutely. I I use the analogy of driving through a thunderstorm. You're driving down the highway through a thunderstorm and it's scary and it's frightening. You need to remember there is sunlight on the other side of the storm. You just need to drive through and get to it.
0: Yeah. You got to go through.
1: Right. Absolutely. You got to go
0: through. So, Clay, how can our listeners follow you on social media?
1: Sure. Uh, The best places are Facebook. So, uh, Clay right? Now, I think it's Clayboat Right Nine to be the technical, but Clayboat Right on Facebook. I am also on LinkedIn. So Clayboat Right on LinkedIn. It's C-L-A-Y-B-O-A-T-R-I-G-H-T. There's no W is the best way to, to follow me there.
0: Okay, perfect. And is there anything that you would like to offer if somebody wants to take things further with you?
1: Absolutely. So I can be reached at my website, which is ClayboatRight.com. One long word, ClayboatRight.com. And if one is so interested, you're welcome to either uh, get it there or go on. What's that thing? Called? Amazon. Yeah, that's what's called. called. Uh, Amazon and, and Barnes and Noble. There happens to be a thing called this book. God's now plan. Tell us about our the circus. book,
0: well, You didn't mention the book at all. Take a minute and oh, tell us why. We how did, I, how did I forget
1: about that? Yeah. yeah I mentioned earlier, God, God's got a plan. So God's plan, our circus came out a few months ago. It is uh, a a uh, A faith is a humor and faith-based tale, uh, largely leveraged off of my uh, my family's life. So I talk about the twins, their diagnosis, the the advocacy efforts, working with the schools and so on. I then talk about how once we got everybody out of the house, my wife was diagnosed with ovarian cancer and uh, ultimately passed away a couple of years later. So there's a lot of uh, heavy topics in there, uh, heavy challenges, but there is a lot of humor. There is a lot of faith and the comic relief of the book. Is the very last chapter, The Joys of Dating in Your 50s. Oh, wow. So, yeah, yeah. We, we cover all kinds We cover all kinds of territory in there. But uh, I would be honored and, and blessed if you wanted to go on Amazon or barnesandnoble.com or on my website, and you can get it there. I've heard people have told me it's pretty good.
0: Awesome. Well, I hope plenty of people will go get it. So I'm going to make sure the links to your social media and where they can get the book is in the show notes. So all they have to do to click, all they have to do is click to grab it. So Clay, thank you so much for being here and being willing to share your story. I'm sure that it's going to bless many of people just like it has myself. So everyone share, share, share this episode. I pray that you will consider going back and listening to previous episodes and future episodes as well. Everyone have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. I want to thank you for listening to the God Shift Podcast. If you have enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a review. And remember to put God first and everything will fall into place.